Hello there, welcome along. My name is Pete and this is Social Distancer. And so we've got some good news coming out of the Oxford Vaccine Group. Um, Sarah Gilbert is the person, Professor Gilbert, thank you very much, is the person that's heading this particular, um, you know, vaccine that we're hoping um, uh, improves the chances. Well, I mean, amazing if it gets rid of the fucking thing. (coughs) And it's headed by... Uh, Andrew Pollard and so you know so I talk about that but my first reaction to this is the ridiculous this is the fucking problem of you know Britain and England in particular something happens at Oxford University which is you know quite good news basically the news is that it's kind of you know past its latest phase and it's going on to its next phase so, you know, it's going to be rolled out into, to, well, it's actually started testing in uh, phase three. So that's like thousands of people in South Africa and Brazil. And you need a population whereby the, um, the virus is, you know, kind of like alive in the population in a kind of significant way in order to obviously test whether the fucking vaccine works or not. And, um, you know... All of this comes with this ridiculous thing of... Like, okay, so Evan Davis, who presents this show called PM on Radio 4, he's got the person that leads the Oxford vaccine group there, Professor Pollard, his name is. And he says, oh, yeah, I mean, the guy's a busy fucking guy. Do you know what I mean? And Evan Davis is wasting his time saying, oh, just, the, uh, you know, how proud do you think we should be this is a British um, consortium. Like, you know, how British is it? <laughs> he literally asked that question, how British is it? And therefore, how proud can we be that it is ours? He used that word, ours. O-U-R-S. I know I've got a kind of weird, you know, half the listeners probably say ours as 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 not half. I don't have half of my listeners in um, North America. That's my North American accent. Generic North America. Yes. Um, but, you know, so I fucking hate all that bollocks. You know, like a little bit of good news comes in. And they go, oh, it's British. It's British. Well, fuck off. Anyway, setting that aside. Um, yeah, it's so it's great. It's so, you know, there's a long way to go. Do you know what I mean? It would be like properly bad news if it you know Sarah Gilbert's talking about well this is what we expected it to do you know Sarah Gilbert's the person that's leading this thing and she's the I've spoken about her in the past and in the way in a, a long while ago like a few months ago she was saying that it'd be ready for September I think no she's not doing that anymore you know I mean that would be incredibly um, incredible but nobody's really expecting that anymore you know Still, you know, there's quite a few out there. I've uh, hearing conflicting things. All day I've heard that there's 23, like, viable ones out there kind of starting to do the, you know, phase one. Because the first thing is that you do it on... You get together some, you know, botch together some old stuff out the fridge and inject it into a chimp's neck, you know. And then... <laughs> it's probably a bit more scientific than that. And then, uh, you know, then it goes on to phase one. I've heard all day... 
23, and then the Guardian tonight is saying he's 19. So I don't know what the fuck that's going on about. But, you know, there's a couple of, you know, uh, possibilities in there. Of course, nothing is certain at all. Um, the government are spending money uh, in order to try to get a bit of that for the for me, which is nice. You know, I'll definitely be on the list. Not high up on the list. Well, not first on the list, but certainly somewhere on the bloody list. You'd hope so. Uh, I'm on the flu list, for instance, and that's how they generally guide, worked out how to guide, how to um, talk about shielding, you know. So it's not just the people with the shielding letters, but these, these extremely vulnerable like me as well. So I'll be on the old vaccine list. Great, brilliant, brilliant. Inject it up me. Um, so they've spent £90 million um, pounds, uh, on, you know, kind of millions of doses on two other uh, ones. And if you go down the list of the, you know, potential, uh, you know, the, the people that are kind of looking at this thing, thing now, the potential um, uh, vaccine makers, the, the, the guys that are kind of looking at this and working out, okay, you know, where is the vaccine? There's some very interesting candidates. So we've got this here. We've got the University of Melbourne, who are looking at a turbilocus, turbilocus, is that the word? Turbilocus, 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 is that the word? Turbilocus, turbilocus, I had a headache, like I never get headaches, but I was walking around in the sun with my son today, walking around in the sun with my son in the sunshine and it was a really hot day and I just didn't have any kind of idea that it was so hot, you know, until afterwards, you know, when you're kind of really struck by the sun. So I'm not really feeling myself. Tuberculosis is the word, Jesus Christ. Uh, So they're doing something with a uh, tuberculosis vaccine, which is uh, nearly a hundred years old. The old crazy kids in Melbourne. And then we've got Imperial College London, got the University of Queensland, got uh, the People's Liberation Army, Academy of Military Sciences. Great. <laughs> we've got a couple of very, I mean, if you were to, you know, if you had a biopharmaceuticals company, what would you call it? You know, do you go around the kind of, like the tech name? Like there's one called BioNTech which just sounds like, you know, that company out of Terminator. Do you know what I mean? It sounds so unappealing. It really is like something that, you know, a kind of Hollywood scriptwriter would say, oh, yeah, we want to get the, like, to get over the message to the audience that it's like a biotech company. So what if we just call it biotech and put a big fucking N in the middle? Yeah, that should do it. So you go down that route or... You go down the route of totally the opposite, like something like na- nature, a natural, you know, like Clover, Clover Biopharmaceuticals Inc. And that, and they've teamed up with GlaxoSmithKline Beecham. Is that JSK? It is, isn't it? Have they, they still got the Beecham? Beecham. How the hell did Beecham get into that group? What are these Beechams? Is that like cough medicine or something? But anyway, it's not in there anymore, is it? it used to be known as GlaxoSmithKline Beecham. 
Maybe Beecham left. I take my fucking cough medicine with me too. So anyway, there's loads and loads of them. Uh, most of those ones that I've read out are just in the kind of preliminary stages of you know, kind of injecting a draft with some yogurt. But there's a couple, uh, you know, kind of on stage um, two or three. And the one in the lead is called Sinofac, Chinese company. Uh, it's developing a vaccine based on the inactivated COVID-19 particles. Well, that probably sounds good to me. Now moving into phase three trials in Brazil. So, you know, I mean, obviously, um, Pollard said, after fucking Evan Davis asked that dumb fucking question. I mean, what a fucking idiot for asking that. I like Evan Davis. I really like him, right? He's good at presenting Dragon's Den. <laughs> um, but I've got a bit of a weird, um, you know, kind of career history at the BBC, uh, I think, you know. It's kind of, I mean, I guess PM's a good thing, but, I mean, it's not, he's no Eddie Mayer, let's put it like that, you know, but who is, apart from Eddie Mayer? Nobody is like Eddie Mayer. Eddie Mayer, I don't know anyone like Eddie Mayer. He's like one of the most interrogative interviewers, but then he's got this proper absurdist side to him, you know? I fucking love it. I mean, not just mucking about, but proper absurdist. Um, so he's no Eddie Mayer, old fucking Evan Davis. But anyway, um, Pollard said, well, you know, obviously it's like it doesn't work like that, you fucking prick. Well, he didn't say that. But he was probably thinking it. Do you know what I mean? Like, what a like, massively disrespectful fucking question, you know? What's going to go next? Like, go through the fucking, you know, files at the uh, human resources, at the uh, Oxford, Oxford vaccine group, and say, right, are you British? No, if not, you can sling your fucking hook, because this is ours. Anyway, it really winds me up. I don't know if you've detected that, but it really winds me up on that bullshit. So, but not to take away from the, you know, the fucking main story here, it's good news, it's just the beginning of something, you know, and obviously the government are, you know, basically welcoming it as if they, you know, found the fucking vaccine, it's way off, and there's plenty of reasons why we've never found a, never developed a corona vaccine, you know, it's an incredibly difficult thing to do. But, you know, there's a few things out there, like the cannabis thing. I was reading about that. It's not only to do with inflammatory, uh, you know, tackling the inflammation, but also... Yeah, so it can regulate the expression of the receptor uh, as a mouthwash. That's the immunology department at um, Oxford, again, Oxford. So there's lots of different, um, you know, kind of insights into uh, how to defeat or suppress or at least somehow kind of help therapize the patient using CBD in cannabis. So that's very interesting. And then of course we've got the doctor in Texas and then we've got, of course, we've got the thing that was mentioned a couple of months ago, um, which reduces, um, you know, kind of difficulties in the worst affected patients. Remember that? So, you know, a couple of things on the horizon, but of course the vaccine is the big one. And, you know, so good news about that. Good news about the vaccine. We're not home yet, but good news. Anyway, here is the Daily Briefing.
Welcome to the Daily Beefing. Over the past 24 hours, the United States has recorded a further 347 deaths to COVID-19. Spain has recorded two. The UK has recorded 12. Italy has recorded 13. Germany, nine. France, eight. Sweden, 10. Belarus, four. No recordings for Belgium at the moment, but they have recorded uh, new tests. So that leads me to think that there are no deaths in Belgium. Same for the Netherlands, no deaths for the Netherlands. Same for Ireland, no deaths for Ireland. Um, Because all of those, I'm saying that, uh, is because they've received new, um, they've, they've reported new cases not new tests, new cases. So, for instance, Ireland is six new cases today. Netherlands 185 and Belgium 107, uh, 187. Uh, two further deaths in Portugal. Two in Switzerland. And uh, none in Scotland. And only seven cases in Scotland. Now, we do need to remember that, of course, these are uh, going back to yesterday. Yesterday was a Sunday, so that's why we're going to have it so low. Um, You know, but having said that, obviously, you know, it's quite a lot of places low there. Well, all of them are low. All of them. None of them above um, 15, including the UK. Well, which is basically England, you know. I don't know about if there's any deaths in Wales, but the vast majority of that 12 are going to be in England. Um, Northern Ireland, again, you know, not many deaths happening in Northern Ireland now. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Um, Yes, that is the end of the Daily Briefing. Thank you very much. I run to the shop. I bump into everyone. Say, have you heard? Have you heard the news? There is a podcast called Social Distancer. Share it, like it, tell your friends everything you want to hear about the greatest public health emergency in any of our lives. Bought every day and it is free. Fucking great than the swearing. So, um, Panorama tonight is um, you know, making a few headlines. Of course, loyal listeners won't find anything there that we don't know about already. Talks about the uh, days before the lockdown, which we've covered extensively on this show, if you can call it a show. Uh, Nevertheless, it's nice to see it all packaged up and brought to BBC One's audience. And, uh, I mean, it's amazing that anyone's so surprised. Let's just go through it. Herd immunity, well, that was their policy, flattened the curve. Squashed the sombrero, as that fucking sausage said, like, unbelievably, uh, haphazardly and fucking callously when he's talking about people's lives. But, you know, squashing the sombrero is his fucking government's policy for a long time. 
until it went down like a, you know, shit in a swimming pool. And then they all swam away from it as quickly as possible. Valance, we got him on tape. You know, he talked to Sky News as well as um, uh, Radio 4, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing to do. That's a fucking good one, that old herd immunity. And Bonson Johnson, that Toby Jug-looking motherfucker, um, said it to the Italian Prime Minister as well. So, you know, there's no question about it, that that was their, um, their policy. Uh, we went down into lockdown too late. We know this, uh, you know, how many thousands of lives could have been saved? Well, that's a question that, you know, who knows? But certainly tens of thousands, people have looked at it and think, well, yeah, definitely tens of thousands would have been saved. They went into lockdown on the 23rd of March, a week before that, they got the uh, analysis from Ferguson saying that hundreds of thousands of lives will be lost if you don't fucking move quick. And, um, you know, it looks like Valance got the dates wrong, maybe intentionally or maybe, you know, um, he just kind of didn't. I mean, it is slightly weird that he gets the dates wrong. Do you know what I mean? But when he was talking to the select committee the other day, he said the 16th or the 18th. But it looks like it was a couple of days after that that the government were actually told of the data. But then again, you know, Ferguson is saying something else. But certainly, you know, plenty of reasons to move quick. There were plenty of people out there and, you know, we covered this and lead up to, it was like around about the 90s show, 92, 93, in the lead up to the um, 100th episode. Rory Stewart was one of a number of, you know, loads and loads of people saying, you know, I'd rather... Um, you know, be seen as acting too fast than acting too slow. And the problem with governments is that they always act too slow and you need to act fast on this. And like Ferguson has just said in Panorama, you know, you can say to people social distance, but it's just voluntary. And social distancing is not happening in England, right? Basically, as a general guide, social distancing isn't happening in England. And at the very least, you have to give very strong kind of signals to the person fucking walking in front of you to tell them, either kind of verbal or non-verbal signals, to tell them that you're going to get the fuck out their way or they need to get the fuck out your way. They're not doing it voluntarily, like as a kind of, you know, just general kind of guide to how things are in England at the moment, yeah? It sounds like it's maybe slightly different in Scotland, and I don't know about Wales and Northern Ireland or the Republic of Ireland, but I imagine in those places that they are kind of adhering to it because they don't have fucking Johnson in charge. Do you know what I mean? And they don't have fucking Cummings just doing what the fuck he likes. And that was the end of social distancing. And the problem with going into lockdown too late is that your reliance on these fucking idiots to vote for these clowns in the first place to do it. Do you know? And they're not going to do it. They have to be told, get in your fucking houses, you pricks. Um, Anyway, that's 67.8 million people, apart from anybody that listens to this show. And tell your friends, bump into the thing, tell your friends, share it. And if they listen, then they're not pricks. But everyone else is a prick. (laughs) Anyway, so, you know, and they're saying, okay, we need an inquiry. What we need is a short, um, you know, no holds barred, look at everything inquiry as to how we did. Okay, it's not going to change the fact that 65,000 people are dead. 
but it might give a bit of a sense that uh, you know we've got this thing coming over the horizon again in a couple of months when it starts to get cold and when people start to kind of cough and splutter at each other um, so you know what, what do we need to do that we didn't do in the past and it's still it's not as if like it's fine now it's still like massively stressful for people that are probably going to be told in the next couple of weeks or 10 days you know oh yeah you've got to come back to work now you know well what do they do about childcare, for instance like for fuck's sake the school holidays have just died you know so there's so, still so many problems there's still loads and loads of problems regarding getting the numbers down and i know that 12 is you know comparable for the first time it's comparable to lots of countries in the eu today but that registers sunday's um you know records so you can't really kind of take much stock in that or put much hope in one day's um you know figures uh anyway um listen you take care of yourselves Right, let's try it all again. I'm not going to do the big bloody palaver. What I'll do is, but would it be nice though? I don't know, did we get it rid of it? I don't know, maybe we did. Maybe they're a bit too slow. Maybe they're just interested in the vaccine thing and they didn't realise that we got rid of it. <laughs> Imagine that. Anyway, um, listen. What I'll do is I'll go one, two, three, and then I'll say, walk between the raindrops. And just say it, like, just say it in your head, right? You, you can say it out loud if you like. I mean, it'd be nice if you did. I don't think that kind of... It's to do with your intention, you know? Like all... Um, I mean, you know, do you know about the... Uh, oh, I haven't told you about them, have I? Uh, a couple, a husband and wife, a man and a woman couple. And they are absolutely brilliant. The Piddingtons, read all about them. Uh, I wrote, I read a book. I didn't write a book. I'd like to write, read a book, write a book about them. But I read a book about them. I read a book about them. Yeah, fantastic. The Piddington. So let's have a Piddington moment here. Um, it's a bit like the Padding, Paddington, Piddington. Yeah, but they're really good. Google the Piddingtons mind readers. I mean, you, it will blow your socks off. You won't believe it. I really want Christopher Nolan to move away from this you know, bloody sci-fi bollocks, and do the Piddingtons. <laughs> Come on, Christopher. Christopher is such a Christopher, isn't he? Nolan. He's not a Chris, you know? Do you know? I mean, I'm right, though, yeah? I've never met the guy. Maybe everyone calls him Chrissy Boy. All right, Chrissy Boy, uh, make the Piddingtons, will you? Anyway, um, right, so what we're going to do is one, two, three, and then I'm going to say walk between the raindrops. And I would like you and all of your kind of vast, you know, superior numbers. We can conquer this motherfucker. We can conquer this motherfucker. Right. Ready? One, two, three. Walk between the raindrops. Is that okay? Yeah. Anyway. Just if you, you also, of course, you could just press, you know, back 10 seconds or back 15 seconds and uh, just get it right. I think that works. It probably doubles up the thingies. Maybe I'll um, get in contact with the Piddingtons, but they're both dead. Don't know. Can you get email when you're dead? Don't know. Maybe. Anyway, listen. Uh, you take care of yourselves, and um, see you later. <laughs>